from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, December 12, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to beantownathletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. That's my nickname in case anybody was wondering what that actually stands for. P-I-C. It's my nickname. It's also the promo code to play for free right now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. And as the fantasy football playoffs are underway, well... You might not have made the fantasy football playoffs, or maybe you were eliminated yesterday, right? Maybe you had Julio Jones, and you weren't paying attention to what the injury report looked like going into that game. Or maybe you had Drew Brees, and he did not show up for you. There were a lot of things that went on yesterday that could have screwed you over in your fantasy football playoffs. Well, that doesn't matter, because in Week 15, you can play DraftKings, and you can play for free, because at DraftKings, every week is a brand-new season And it's not just football. DraftKings has something for everyone. NBA, NHL, baseball, soccer, golf, NASCAR, MMA, you name it, they have it. Set up private leagues. Or if you're new to DraftKings, join beginner contest because there are huge pools every single day. Huge prize pools, I should say, not swimming pools. Huge prize pools every single day. So don't wait. Start your new season at DraftKings.com right now. And again, use the promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit. DraftKings.com. Joining me in studio today is the one and only Brandon Wahlberg. Hey, Brandon, Danny. what's hey. going on? Nothing much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Pete, what's going on? I don't want to leave you out of this. Thank so you. Thank I know you very you're, much. You're here. I'm good. Um, nice job, Friday, role-playing for Rob Gomes. I did my best. Uh, we're going to ignore that segment from Friday, <laughs> and we're going to just strictly focus on picks, picks. And I went 3-2 and two for picks, picks for NFL Week 14. And not to get too in-depth about fantasy football and my fantasy football playoffs, uh, but I have a big game tonight with Tom Brady because I'm down 17 points. You know, I'm I'm going up against somebody that doesn't have anyone else, and I have Brady, and I need Brady to get more than 17. It's possible, but it's going to be sloppy out there on Monday Night Football against the Baltimore team that has one of the toughest defenses uh, in the league. So it's going to be an interesting one, and I'll be watching it. I'll react to it later in the week. I'll be doing a Facebook video on Wednesday, I believe, and then Friday, uh, another podcast. But... There just so happens to be something else going on that I need to talk about because as I watch ESPN today, I do not see them talking about it or bringing it up at all. Yeah, they're just just brushing it right under the rug. Right? It's terrible. Like, I'm not being being crazy right now. No, you're not. not. I'm with you. Do you know how much time we had to spend coming into this studio talking about deflated footballs? No, I was having nightmares. Having dreams about deflated football. My my nightmare was that we were never going to stop talking about deflated footballs. And I know what you might be saying. When <laughs> something else about deflated footballs comes out, Danny, why would you want to talk about it? It drove us all crazy for so long. Well, it would be one thing if the NFL came out during Tom Brady's deflate gate and the Patriots deflate gate situation. And they said, you know what? We did this the wrong way. Um, we overreacted to something that was stupid. Science is science. Facts are facts. And we should have just sent a memo to the league or sent a memo to the Patriots, gave them a slap on the wrist or something and said, hey, we see, we think you're doing something. If we find out that you're actually doing it, here's the rule book. Here's what it says. You know, we're, we're going to punish you. They should have just sent a memo if they thought something was going on. And they should have just... I don't know, sent out a press release saying that everything was fine. And they should have basically not made this as big a deal as they did because they made it the biggest deal in the history of sports. And it was all about the air pressure in footballs, and that makes no sense because it's the dumbest storyline of all time. You might be saying to me, Danny, why would you want to talk about it again? Well, the reason I want to talk about it again is because it's now... See, see, yesterday, when I first heard about it, like... I didn't, I said to myself, all right, I don't want to go down this road with Deflategate again. Like, I just don't want to do it. Even though it's with another team, a team that we hate, like, I just don't want to do it. Like, let's just, let's move on. Like, uh, 
But but you couldn't. Your the way the way that people have ignored it completely and acted like it's not happening, then started to piss me off to the point where today I have never been happier about deflated footballs in my life. <laughs> like I, I this is this has turned in to a phenomenal story that I not only want to discuss but I'd like to dissect. And I'd like to yell and scream and call out ESPN. For, I'm looking up at the screen while we record this podcast. And there's been no mention of any type of deflated footballs. Yet yesterday, if you're following the story, which I, which you know I was, um, what you saw was a report from Fox Sports. Jay Glazer, Fox Sports, tapped in. He's tapped in. He's got... You know, he's got the agents, he's got the players, he's got the owners. He's tapped into the league, maybe better than anybody else. He's broken some big-time news. Here's the audio from Jay Glazer. I think they did this stuff pregame on on Fox Sports, like at noon or something, like 11.30 in the morning or noon before any game began. Uh, The audio, Jay Glazer, uh, they they set him up, and, and then he goes into Deflate Gate 2. Here's the here's the sound. Uh, Deflate Gate. We thought we had finally put it behind us earlier this season, but you've got an exclusive story that it's back again with another team. Kurt, once we thought our long national nightmare was finally over, yes, it's actually back. Last week, the New York Giants got suspicious of the Pittsburgh Steelers during their game. So after two takeaways from the Steelers, the Giants actually tested to the footballs on the sidelines to see if, in fact, they were, dare I use the D word, deflated, and two of the balls came in underwards. So they sent them into the National Football League, still waiting response for the NFL, but you have to look at it and go, no, please, not again. Let's not go through this again. Certainly not, but <laughs> will we go through it again like we did with the Patriots? I mean, this thing lasted forever back right. then. No, I don't see a congressional hearing. I don't see Ted Wells. The Giants, they're still waiting for an answer to see what happened there. The Pittsburgh Steelers talked to them this morning. They said, hey, anybody wants to test those footballs? We have no problem with that. We're not doing anything wrong. But it's also pretty interesting that the Giants, who have such a close relationship with the Pittsburgh Steelers, would be the ones to alert the league about the Steelers. Stay tuned on this one, man. Oh, stay tuned is right. Brandon, you got any response to that? You have, like, what's your initial reaction, Brandon, when you when you hear that? I, it just shows me how just power-hungry Goodell is, I feel like. He just, this guy, he has so much power, and he can't admit when he's wrong. He can't ever be questioned. I mean, it's just insane. Well, here's the deal. The NFL came out later that day with a tweet. The NFL PR director or something tweets out, here's what the tweet said, quote, the officiating game ball procedures were followed and there were no chain of command issues. All footballs were in compliance and no formal complaint was filed by the Giants with our office, end quote. He's basically saying that the Giants didn't actually send a, a, a formal complaint about the footballs, but we just heard from Jake Glazer that they were still awaiting a response for the league because they found footballs that they thought were deflated when they played. The Giants played the Steelers. They're basically accusing the Steelers of deflating the footballs. Are they not? That's exactly what happened when the Indianapolis Colts accused the Patriots of deflating footballs in the AFC Championship game. It's the same exact thing. It is. Couple turnovers. They get the football. They ended up testing them themselves. Okay. Last night, a report comes out, pro football talk. The Giants measured the Steelers' footballs at 11.4 PSI and 11.8 PSI. Now, for those who are not keeping score at home about the, when it comes to the original Deflategate case, in the rulebook, footballs need to be between 12.5 PSI and 13.5 PSI. And I know, science is science. Footballs are going to get deflated out in the cold. They're not going to stay at a perfect PSI level, especially when they're out there being used. And they're going from outside to inside to outside to inside. It's, I'm sorry. Like you, If you grabbed a football at 11.8 PSI and 12.8, you wouldn't even know the difference. That's, it, it's, it's pounds per square inch, not pounds, okay? For everybody at CNN that wanted to say, oh, the Patriots are using footballs two pounds, heavy, you know, two pounds lighter than everybody else. No, like that's not what it is. Pounds per square inch. All right. But since everybody went nuts over the initial Patriots deflate gate story and the, and, and the accusations that was set there, 
I sort of expected there to be something, especially from the worldwide leader. There's nothing. Like, where are these guys? I tweeted Mark Brunel and Jerome Bettis today. <laughs> you guys going to be on NFL Live today? Just wondering. Because Mark Brunel was literally in tears saying, the football is my livelihood. <laughs> this is That's my livelihood. And he goes, you know what he said? He said, I don't believe Tom Brady. Now, this thing is... This thing is being ignored so much. And I feel like I'm on another planet. Like, if you thought that bizarro Deflategate world, like, like if you question whether or not it existed, you got your answer yesterday. Bizarro Deflategate world exists. And we are currently living in it. Because the pro football talk story from last night from Mike Florio mentions that when the Giants measured the Steelers' footballs last week at 11.4 and 11.8 PSI... I'm reading you two paragraphs from this story. Now, try to think back to everything that was said during Deflategate with the Patriots. And, and now listen to this, to this paragraph. It says, The broader question becomes the expected PSI levels of the footballs when they were measured by the Giants based on the pregame inflation of the footballs, the temperature at kickoff, and in turn, the pressure loss in the first half the pressure increased when the balls were taken back inside during the 12-minute intermission. The pressure decreased in the third quarter before the Giants acquired possession of the footballs. And the delay between the end of the plays that resulted in the Giants getting the balls and the measurement of the balls by the Giants. Throw in the possibility that the Giants' air pressure gauges reveal conflicting numbers than the official gauges, and it becomes impossible to conclude the PSIs of 11.8 and 11.4 suggest deliberate deflation. I mean, didn't we go through the same exact situation here with the Patriots and everybody saw that stuff and they wanted to say, well, something happened. Like, that was everybody's (laughs) response. Everybody's response was something must have happened, right? Now it happens with the Giants and the Steelers football, just the Steelers and the Giants testing them, and and Florio wants to start talking about science. Now they start talking about science and what could happen when balls go inside-outside. All of a sudden, that shit matters now? Bullshit. There's crickets everywhere. There are tumbleweeds rolling around in front of the NFL offices today when it comes to the flakegate. And I am here to tell you that I'm not letting this go. And for anybody who's sick and tired of talking about deflated footballs, guess what? Deflated footballs have never made me happier than they have today. Because this this is absolute bullshit the way everybody's just ignoring this. And not just not just that stuff, and now they're bringing up science, and this is bizarro deflategate world where everybody just accepts it and accepts science and, and believes that nothing went on. How about what Ben Roethlisberger said? Ben Roethlisberger was asked about it yesterday, and he said, we were using Nerf balls. Can you imagine? Now, great <laughs> quote, by the way. Love the quote. Absolutely love the quote. But can you imagine if Tom Brady, at that podium that day, when Mark Brunel afterwards was like, I don't believe, I just don't believe Tom Brady. Can you imagine if Brady said, we were using Nerf footballs? Could you imagine the outcry after that? Could you imagine? He'd be on the exempt list. Now, he'd be on paid leave. Wolf Blitzer would be at Gillette Stadium that fucking night. <laughs> like, he'd be on the way to Gillette Stadium. CNN, every, everybody would be at Gillette Stadium that night. Um, this thing would, I mean, I, I can't believe. That nobody, absolutely nobody, is talking about this. Now, there's another storyline that comes out last night from Jason Cole, uh, who's a reporter, NFL reporter. He says, a source indicates, given the relationship of the Maras and the Roonies, John Mara and, and the Maras and the Roonies, don't expect anything to come of Steelers' PSI issue versus Giants. So, the Giants and the Steelers' relationship, which ultimately the relationship with the league... They're basically sweeping this under the rug, and they've swept this thing under the rug so quick that there are people that don't even know this happened. Like, I, I don't, and, and you know what? It's one thing if the NFL came out with Tom Brady's deflategate, and they said, you know what? We handled it wrong. Like, we handled this the wrong way. We should have not made this a big deal. We should not have had Ted Wells. We should not have had an investigation. We should not have been uh, in court multiple times. Right, we should not have gone, it should not have gone that far. So Never we won't happen. suspend Tom Brady for, it already happened, they took it that far. And, and in fact, they suspended Brady four games. 
and took away a draft pick from the Patriots. And and a fi- and the Lodge is fine in, in, team, in NFL history. So it's not like, don't tell me that this is their way of telling everybody, well, they did it the wrong way the first time. You can't say that when you have a quarterback who's playing right now this season with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, and they're playing tonight on Monday Night Football. And they're the one seed in the AFC, and Brady was suspended the first four games. Like, you can't, you can't come out and say, well, this is a way, us not making this a big deal now is a way of us admitting that we did it wrong the first time. No, 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 no. Not when you have a suspension uh, and the guy served the suspension already. I'm sorry, you can't do that. So this needs to be a big deal. I don't know why nobody is talking about it. Like, I, I honestly don't know why. Like, what's going on? Like, what? Like, am I missing something? That's like, am I honestly, that's, that's, Brandon, tell me. Like, not, am I like, like, is there something that came out that? You're not missing anything. That's different? What's different about this? When they because said when it's I, the Patriots. That's why, that's how it always works with the Patriots. They. they all right, so, the, so here's what the story should be. The story should be today, the league has purposely swept this under the rug because of the relationship with the Steelers, the Giants, and the league. Like, that's the story. And they're not even, the, the worldwide leader is they're talking about the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, we would be talking about Ravens and Patriots, because what? We're not, because there's another team that was using deflated footballs. And you know what? They might not have done anything. Maybe they did. I don't even care. Here's what I care about. The, the way it began, a team getting a turnover, seeing balls, you know, sending you know, send them to the, the league. Way. Same the exact same thing. Way. Same thing. Listen to Jake Glazer again. I mean, he basically says it began the same way that it began with the Colts and the Patriots in the AFC Championship. What's different about it? And the NFL comes out there like, oh, there was no formal complaint. Where was the formal complaint the first time? It wasn't formal. The, the league was already in the building. They were already searched. They were, they were looking for this. And then pro football talk. I mean, they're talking about science now. Now they're talking about PSI gauges being different. I mean, where's the investigation? Where's Ted Wells? Where's Roger Goodell? Where's everybody on ESPN talking about the livelihood? Of the game and the footballs. Where's Brunel? Where's Bettis? Where are these dickheads that are talking about PSIs and footballs? Air pressure and footballs. Where are they? They're nowhere to be found. And I, I can't figure it out. And you say, well, it's because of the Patriots. Well, that doesn't mean they can't talk about it. It should be talked about. I agree with then you, guess what that's the sto- how it goes. Guess what the storyline should be today on ESPN? The league is obviously against the Patriots, and this is proof of it. That's what the story should be. It should be a topic. You, My point is this. You cannot make it such a big topic for two years straight, and then, when it happens again, decide that you're not going to do that. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the power of the NFL. That's why ESPN isn't covering it. Why The NFL is making them richer. They're not going to go against what the NFL wants. The NFL was taken at by Brady. Brady and the Patriots didn't want to take what they were given, which they shouldn't have been. Four-game suspension for a, a equipment violation, that's nothing. That's a $25,000 fine. And since the Patriots didn't accept it and they went against what the league said, the league didn't like that. So they're going to do what they can to give the Patriots a hard time and potentially take an MVP away from Brady in one of his later years, which is... Just insane. And it's just, I mean, that's clear as day what's going on to me. I feel like. Yeah. I, Jay Glazer reported this the right way. He's like, here's what happened. Giants sent balls into the league, waiting to hear a response. You know what the league's response was? Nothing. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. That Keep is the, moving. I mean, that's the most bullshit yeah. response I've ever seen when you suspended. It's Again, it's one thing if. If before Brady accepted the suspension, if the league came out and said, you know what, this got out of control, and we didn't necessarily expect it to get this out of control. Um, Yeah, we had an investigation because we felt like that was, you know, due diligence on our part. And what we found was there were things we didn't like, but this has gone too far to the point where we do not think we handled this the right way and therefore you know what we're going to we're going to drop this suspension you know this suspension is not going to take place because really we haven't been able to prove anything and in fact in a court of law our NFL lawyer 
I think his name was Daniel Nash. He even admitted, he said, I have, we have no direct evidence that Tom Brady was, was involved or even knew of this going on with deflation of footballs. Um, so we did this the wrong way. We're not going to suspend Brady. Next time this happens, we're going to, we learn our, we will learn our lesson and we're not going to make this a big deal. Like if they did that, I would be sitting there today going, all right, they learned their lesson. It's air pressure in a football. Let's fucking move on, right? Let's move on. Let's talk about the playoff picture. Let's talk about Monday Night Football, Patriots, Ravens. Um, let's talk about you know anything else. I mean, I'm Brandon. You're in here as my NBA guy sometimes, and you know I want to get into the Celtics, but to be honest with you, like you I just I can't do it. I mean, look, this, let's break it down real quick. Celtics, they need somebody who can shoot the three and be consistent <laughs> with it. I mean, at the end of a game, like to close out a game with a three, like they need that guy. They don't have that guy. Isaiah's hurt. Um, I mean, we're expecting him back at some point, though. The team had a fucking bomb threat on the plane. Yeah, that which was, was insane. nuts. Um, they but, stepped their defense up. It's the defense is now where. Well, what it they was could still, year. yeah, but they could still win some games if they had somebody that can hit that big shot at the end, and, and they don't have that guy. So, you know, I, that's it. That's that's what we got <laughs> with the NBA. Celtics that's with the today. Celtics yeah. right now, and it's not even about playoff picture in the NFL. It's about Deflategate. And it's about Deflategate 2. And it's about Roethlisberger mocking the whole thing, saying he's using Nerf balls. It's about people now starting to accept science. It's about the NFL saying nothing to see here. And it's about just people wanting to ignore a story that they probably should have ignored the first time. But since they didn't ignore it the first time, well, they need to at least have a fucking segment on it on TV. There's nothing. I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like, this is my... You know what? I thought my nightmare was Deflategate being talked about every day for the rest of my life. You know what my new nightmare is? They're never being Bizarro Deflategate, where Deflategate comes out and everyone's like, well, science shows that when you take footballs inside and you take them outside and the cold weather, they're, they're going to deflate a little bit. And there's nothing to see here. You know, they, yeah, they, they really, you know, two owners, the teams like each other, the league gets along with them, everything's good. <laughs> oh, the quarterback's joking, they were using Nerf balls, he's joking about it. Oh, he throws a couple picks the next week with with regulation balls. Oh, it's, what's going on? Nothing to see here. That's my worst nightmare. Bizarro deflategate world, where Brady's living in this bubble, where everything he does is wrong, and people are putting asterisks next to his name. And you got everybody and their mother crying, you know, in literally in tears. Like, Mark Brunel had a tear rolling down his face. <laughs> I just, I don't even know if he's, is he on ESPN anymore? Brunel and Bettis? Are those guys still on ESPN? I don't know. Or did did ESPN, they get back to you, or, by the way, though? No, they didn't tweet <laughs> me back. Or, <laughs> Surprising. Or, hey, you never know. I mean, or did ESPN get together and go, all right, guys. I think that, was a, that segment was a little over the top. Don't you think? <laughs> like, Bettis had two footballs tucked under his arms. Mark Brunel has a pillow that he pumps up perfectly at 12.8 before he goes to bed. <laughs> this guy's a nut. These two have lost it. We oh, can't yeah. have them on again. Did that happen? That should have. But if not, I hope they're on NFL Live today. Because I, I can't wait to see their reaction. Though, as it looks right now, it looks like they're not even going to talk about it. No, it will not right? be a segment. No, there's no chance. No segment. To me, it just goes back to the power thing. The NFL is one of the most powerful corporations in this country. You think they're going to admit they did something wrong? There's no chance. It just shows in everything they do. Goodell won't even go to New England. Now. There should be an investigation. Like, there should be. The NFL should have not. They should have said, oh, we're looking into this. Yeah. They released a statement like 10 minutes after Glazer reported it. Like, Glazer, if I'm Jay Glazer, I'm pissed. If I'm Glazer, I'm pissed. You know why? Because last year, when Mortensen reported, like, PSIs of footballs, which were yeah. wrong, by the way. Every that was gospel to everybody. <laughs> Jay Glazer reports something that that you know. Glazer's got sources. All right, he's got inside info. He might end up with cement he feet after he, this. I, the NFL's <laughs> gonna take him out. Um, Glazer, if I'm Glazer, I'm pissed. I'm going. Wait a minute. What happened a couple of years ago? You guys took Mort's report and ran it like fucking gospel. You started an investigation. I report this. You got the quarterback joking that he's using Nerf balls. And everybody's laughing, and you're like, there's nothing to see here. And basically, you're mocking my report. That's exactly what, what they're doing at Glazer right now. I'd be pissed if I were Jay Glazer. I'd be absolutely pissed. Because I'm sure he thought, and Fox Sports at that moment thought, we're getting, yeah, we're getting something story. big here. Yeah. 
based on the reaction with Tom Brady and the Patriots in that AFC championship. We're getting something big. They didn't get anything. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe ESPN's bullshit that, that Fox heard about it first. Maybe that you think that's it? It could be. I'm still sticking with my ESPN's just following what the NFL is telling them to do. The head of ESPN's getting a call from Goodell. Listen, stay away from this. Well, we might have to take our business elsewhere. Crickets. The next time. There are crickets everywhere. And um I'm staying on it. I'm gonna keep tweeting people. I'm gonna keep uh keep keeping on that deflate gate trail. I <laughs> thought I would never want to talk about deflate gate again or deflated footballs again, but deflated footballs now have never made me happier. Like I I don't wanna let this go. I want an investigation. I want somebody talking about this. I want an NFL live segment. I want like who who's who are all the talking heads there? Stephen A. Smith, Max Merrill Kellerman. Hodge. You want Merrill, Merrill Hodge? will never say a bad thing about the Steelers. Um, guys. who else? Uh, oh, this is even better with Jerome Bettis. I I wasn't even yeah. see Bettis was just on NFL. Oh, I need Bettis. You need oh. Bettis even more now. No chance. What's gonna happen? This sucks. The they just like nothing to see here, and you're, I don't. I just, just there's there's be, plenty to see. He's just me living in a world of angst. Because nothing's going to happen. <sighs> this was my worst nightmare. I didn't even know it. Bizarro deflategate world. Where science matters. Where uh, non-storylines remain non-storylines. And um, analysts who once cared so much about the PSIs in a football no longer give a damn. No. No longer care. This, the rule book on PSIs? Doesn't matter. PSI gauges? Eh, they can all come up with different numbers. Oh, they can all be a little bit different. They're only but machines yeah. that you know you, you put put a needle into a ball. You know, something you know that one ref might get his PSI gauge at CVS, the other guy might get it at Foot Locker. <laughs> it's a little different. They're all a little different. Let's well I'll accept it. It's nothing. It's PSIs. What is a PSI anyways? You think the PSI is gonna affect how a quarterback throws the football? Especially a championship quarterback? Like, yeah. it's, you mean to tell me that a quarterback won championships because the air pressure in, in the football was, was below the what, what the rule book says? Who cares about the rule book with PSIs in footballs? Who cares about that? 12.5 versus 11.8. What? If football's 11.4, you think that's going to matter? <laughs> that's what they're saying right now. It's driving me. Like, I, I know, feel like I, I woke up. I feel like I woke up today and... Like, I was maybe living the nightmare with the first deflategate, and it wasn't real. And then you go in, and you have to check the box score for the Patriots' first four games. You see, no, actually, Tom Brady didn't play those games. Oh, Tom Brady was suspended those games. Huh. It's just Interesting. insanity. I mean... I, I, I guess I'm just, like... I, I'm almost so confused and rattled as to how quickly this thing was swept under the rug and now is no longer being talked about. Like, I need, I need CNN on this. Like, I need Fox News. I need the local channels. Like, I need, you know, the local news people that ask the worst questions at sports press conferences. <laughs> that get, like, you know, that ruin it for everybody. Like, well, Ben, it's how the fans. How are you going to do this to the fans? What about the fans? What about the integrity of the game? Where's the integrity? Like, what about, let's, let's talk about that. Roger Goodell lives his life on integrity of the game. This, this is, where is it? Where's Goodell? What do you think Roger Goodell's doing right now? Wouldn't it be worse the second time around? Like, wouldn't it make sense to be a lot worse of an offense the second time around now that they sure. have the chain of command and all this shit? Well, Roethlisberger's already had a couple of offenses go around a couple of times. So, you know, make that of it what you will, but. I, I don't I just swear it's like a, maybe they feel Roethlisberger's character's already been destroyed no, but, enough. They, yeah, will, but, they want to keep him good. No, they but think you know Brady what? could deal with it. I have no idea you know what, what the process You know what? Is. I'm not even sitting here trying to tell you that Roethlisberger should be put on the stand or Roethlisberger should be suspended or you should put asterisks next to his name. What I am trying to tell you is, like, it's it's obviously possible, based on what we all know, to be real life. Science yeah. facts that air, the air pressure on a football can can change yeah. from from different room temperatures and outdoor cold and precipitation. It can change, and we all accept that. The first time around, nobody wanted to accept that. Maybe deep down inside, down the road, people in the NFL office said, oh, "Okay, I guess they're right." 
They didn't want to admit it. They still fought the, the good fight on their part. I'm not asking for Roethlisberger to have an asterisk or be put on the stand. What I am asking for, what I am asking for is there to be some acknowledgement of this story that maybe there should be, I don't know, some type of investigation. The NFL didn't even, inv- they just sent out a re- release saying, ah, everything's good. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. they didn't even want to look into it. They just said, keep it moving. And I'm with you. I don't think there should be some big punishment for Roethlisberger. It's it's a equipment malfunction or violation, however they put it. That's a $20,000 fine. He shouldn't get it any worse than anybody else. But the, it's just the fact how they did Brady, it's insane. Over nothing. The precedent for his suspension is non-existent. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's made no sense. And to me, it just goes back to the power thing with the NFL. Goodell has the power. He feels he should not be questioned. And he'll never admit that he was yeah. wrong. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're done. They've moved on. The NFL's already moved on. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just getting started. I can't wait because you know someone's going to come out with another report, right? There's yeah. something else. There's something else here. I might go get it. I got to get it. Yeah. I'm going to go get it. All right. I know you got to go, Brandon. I'm sorry. I, I We didn't do NBA. That's yeah, so, all right. That's all um, right. Patriots Day. I know we talked a little bit about it last time. Did, have you seen it yet? You didn't see it. I have, I'm seeing it you this week. You still haven't seen I'm it? I'm seeing it this week, but I have word that I am in it. It's a, it's a fact. I, are you in it for a while? Or is it I like, can't give you how much how the information on how much I'm in it or what it but why but you know you the will inf- see but you me. know the information you will see me speak and roll yes speak and roll <laughs> all right more news every single day yeah, yeah um okay so when are you seeing it I'm seeing it this Wednesday have they had the big premiere yet. I, I only asked because I wasn't invited. If they did, so I just yeah. why would I know? How would I know? How would I know? How would I get the? I event? believe that I, I believe that this is it that I'm going to see. You going to the premiere? I believe so. Yeah. You're not surprising us with tickets before you leave. Right I'm now? not. I, I'm not. Okay. I, I, oh, well, <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought Mark was on Dan Patrick show today. I tried to. Hook uh, Mark Wahlberg is on Dan Patrick show today. So it's funny. Well, it's funny. Gonna... He's probably giving out. He's probably giving the Danettes all their fucking passes. Yeah. They're probably driving in from Connecticut well, to see it. Dan Patrick's a big Hollywood bigwig now too. You don't see him in every Sandler movie. Hey, I'm a. I, I've been on the Dan Patrick show twice as a guest. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Thanks for having me, Dan. Oh. Appreciate it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, congrats on the speaking role. Thank you. Can't thank wait you. to see it. Patriots Day, uh, in theaters soon. Yeah, December twenty first. December twenty first, and um. Yeah, we'll talk some basketball sometime soon. All right, once we get past the flake gate, too. Yeah. We'll get back to basketball. That might be a couple months, but we'll see. I'll see you. All right, see you, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Wahlberg right there. We're going to keep it rolling because I just want to get a couple other thoughts on the NFL and week number 14. I told you picks, picks. I went three and two, which means my overall record is now 30, 36, and four through 14 weeks. I took five NFC teams, my wins, Minnesota minus three and a half over Jacksonville. Uh, Minnesota won by more than three and a half. My other win was Tampa Bay minus three over New Orleans. Tampa Bay won by more than three points in that one. And how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I told you last week, one of my top storylines after week 13 was you got to take the Buccaneers seriously. When you beat Kansas City, you beat Seattle. And now, you know what? I know New Orleans is only 5-8, and eight, but to shut down that Saints offense, that's a Saints offense that is as high-powered as any offense in the league when they get going. Tampa Bay did not let them get going. Buccaneers now 8-5. and five. Uh, The Buccaneers have won five straight. If the playoffs began today, Tampa Bay would be in as the final wild-card spot in the NFC. Big win for Tampa Bay. They're actually tied with Atlanta in that division at 8-5, and five. Uh, but Atlanta right now holds the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay, and uh, they do not, those two teams do not play again this season, but Tampa Bay, that was a win for me, and my other win was last night, Sunday Night Football, the Giants, plus four, I took them over the Dallas Cowboys, I told you they were going to win, and the Giants won, they beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys have two losses this season, both coming from the Giants, the Giants are the only team to beat Dallas, and they beat them twice now, the Cowboys 11 and 2, which means that loss that Dallas had last night, the Cowboys don't clinch anything else. They are the only team in the NFL 
that has clinched a playoff spot officially. Uh, other teams that had something to clinch this weekend, the Seahawks didn't because they lost to Green Bay. That was one of my two losses with picks picks. And I had Detroit minus seven and a half over Chicago. Detroit won the game. Matthew Stafford a little banged up with his hand, uh, but they did not cover. So I get that one wrong. So three and two, my wins were Minnesota minus three and a half, Tampa Bay minus three, the Giants plus four, and my losses were Detroit minus seven and a half, Seattle minus three. And I guess with my two losses, they can be somewhat connected because Green Bay, if you watch the Packers beat Seattle yesterday at Lambeau, freezing cold weather, you had snow coming down in the day. Um, Aaron Rodgers left the game and it was already over. And if that game wasn't already over, I don't think he would have left. But he's banged up. He's got a lower body injury. He's limping around. Green Bay's on the sideline. If Now, if the playoffs begin today, Green Bay is on the outside looking in. Okay? They're at 7-6. and six. When you look at their division, um, the Lions with a win. The Lions are 9-4. and four. So, the Lions are in first place at 9-4. and four. The Vikings even with a win over Jacksonville. The Vikings are 7-6. and six. Green Bay 7-6. and six. The Vikings lead the tiebreaker right now uh, over the Green Bay Packers. They play each other in two weeks. Green Bay plays the rest of their division. They play at Chicago, then they play at home against Minnesota, then they play at De- Detroit on New Year's Day in Week 17, the final game of the regular season. Green Bay is basically, I think they're going to have to win out to get in, Right? even to get a wild card spot. Green Bay is going to have to win out. They win this game yesterday. All right, nice win for them, big win. I didn't think they were going to win it. But they're taking pictures on the sideline. Like, they have, like, the, you know, the Carolina Panthers last year were taking team picks on the sideline. All right, the Panthers were filthy last year. The Green Bay Packers are not. They're a game above 500 now, one game above 500, and they have to win out just to get in. And they're taking pictures on the sideline. Their quarterback's banged up. You heard it here first. Early prediction. Green Bay goes to Chicago next week. They lose to the Bears. They have Green Bay is going to lose to Chicago next week. Barkley has shown me some things the last couple weeks. Barkley's a good quarterback. He can throw the ball down the field on the money. If you want to pick apart this Green Bay secondary, you can. And with the game being in Chicago, ah, uh, I mean, Green Bay, for a team that's only one game above 500, they are looking way too cocky right now to the point where if I had to make an early pick on any type of upset next week, it's going to be the Chicago Bears at 3-10 and 10 that just gave Detroit a big game in Detroit. They didn't beat them, but Chicago gave them a game. Bockley made some big plays. Got Meredith there uh, as a target that he obviously likes. So I'm telling you right now, Chicago's going to beat Green Bay in Chicago next week. I don't think Green Bay's getting in. At least, I, at this point, I'm rooting against Green Bay. I didn't like to see that shit. I didn't like to see that. So, uh, you know, they're on the sideline taking pictures. Enough. You're a game above 500. You got to win it all to get in. Uh, Green Bay, they play the rest of the division. Not one of those games is going to be easy. I don't think Green Bay's getting in. I just don't. So, with that, you take a look at the playoff picture. Let's begin with the NFC here, since I'm already on NFC. Dallas, the one seed still at 11-2. and two. Detroit, the two seed at nine and four. They take one of the first round buys away from Seattle as Detroit wins, Seattle loses. So Detroit, nine and four, they're the two seed. Seattle, the three seed at eight, four and one. Atlanta, the four seed at eight and five. The Giants, the five seed at nine and four. They're not going to win that division. Like, I don't, because Dallas plays Tampa Bay, Detroit at Philly. Dallas is going to win the division. Dallas is going to still have the number one seed, I think. They they could probably lock it up in a couple weeks. Um, so the Giants, I think the Giants are going to get in as a wild card. Tampa Bay right now is the sixth seed at 8-5. and five. You got Washington on the outside looking in at 7-5-1. and one. The Redskins had a big win over Philly yesterday. Uh, Minnesota wins. They're at 7-6. and six. So they're not... They're not making it easy for Green Bay. These other teams that are winning, right? The wild card spots, the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Redskins, and the Vikings all won, and they're all above Green Bay right now. So it's going to be pretty tough for Green Bay to get in. Uh, But that's the way the NFC playoff picture looks right now. If the playoffs began today, Dallas and Detroit would have the first round by. 
Seattle would be hosting Tampa Bay in the first round. Tampa Bay just beat Seattle a couple weeks ago. And Atlanta would be hosting the Giants. Atlanta's dealing with Julio Jones, a serious injury there. Uh, Keep an eye on what's going on with the Falcons. But the Falcons would be hosting the Giants uh, in the wild card round. So that's what the NFC looks like. The AFC, of course, tonight, Monday Night Football, Patriots-Ravens. I think the Patriots are going to win. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I'd stay away from the spread of this one. You got some sloppy weather here in New England. So we'll see what goes on tonight. But I think the Patriots will win a close one. Patriots, the one seed at 10-2. Kansas City, the two seed at 10-3. and three. Uh, with their Thursday night win over Oakland. Pittsburgh right now would be the three seed, obviously because day one and Baltimore hasn't played yet, though if this thing plays out the way I expect it, Pittsburgh will still be the three seed tomorrow because I think the Patriots are going to beat the Ravens. But Pittsburgh with their win against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo where Le'Veon Bell just went off, got me 51 points in fantasy yesterday and, and keep me it keeps me alive in the playoffs. The Steelers are 8-5. They're the three seed. They would be hosting the six-seed Denver Broncos, who the Denver Broncos, they go into Tennessee yesterday, and they lose 13-10. Denver might want to be careful. Keep an eye on some NFL news. They might have some guys suspended. There were a couple brawls yesterday. Like, Aqib Tlaib, he's running his mouth after two. I get that the guy from Tennessee, that was a cheap shot, right? That was a cheap shot. And Denver has every right to be mad. But, they, you know, they couldn't really control their emotions on the field. And it might, I don't know, you might get some suspensions now heading into next week with Denver, they host the Patriots, right? So uh, the Broncos lose in Tennessee to the Titans, a Titans team right now that's in a battle with, in the AFC South. Houston leads that division at 7-6. and six. Uh, The Houston Texans yesterday beat Indy 22-17. to 17. Houston at 7-6 and six leads that division. Tennessee in second place with 7-6 and six record. And Indy at 6-7. and seven. So, if the playoffs began today, Houston would be the 4 seed. Uh, you obviously have Oakland as the 5 seed, as we mentioned the last couple days. And Denver, the 6 seed. But I'm telling you right now, Denver at 8-5, and five, with that loss to Tennessee, nothing is guaranteed for them. Because their schedule moving forward is against the Patriots at home at Kansas City, and then at home against Oakland. So this is not going to be easy for Denver to get in. And you know what? I mean, I guess it gives a team, you know, maybe two teams in the AFC North to have a chance. Also gives a team like Tennessee with a chance if they don't win their division. But look out for Tennessee. I've been telling you that now for a couple weeks. Look out for the Titans. They just beat Denver, and now they're 7-6. and six. The Titans play at Kansas City at Jacksonville, and against Houston. The Titans very well could win two of three there. And if they win two of three, you're talking about nine and seven. That could be good enough to win their division. And if they get in, they'd host a playoff game. Tennessee, that's a good team. I I wouldn't overlook them or roll my eyes at them right now uh, because that's a big win for them over the Denver Broncos. And if you're looking at Denver and you're looking at their offense going up against the Patriots defense next week in week 15, the one thing I saw in that game yesterday, Trevor Simeon has no pocket presence whatsoever. That kid has no idea what's going on around him. You know, it, it, sometimes there's some pressure that's going to be on you as a quarterback in this league, but you have to be cool, calm, collected, and just make the little sidestep or the little step up. Have some footwork. Have some, you know, know what's going on around you. Have some pocket presence. Trevor Simeon, no pocket presence whatsoever. I mean, that kid, he senses a little pressure, and he just, he collapses. He starts running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He can't, he can't deal with that. So, uh, Denver's offense, to me, is just brutal. And that's a tough loss for them, because now at 8-5, and five, the Broncos, with their schedule against the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Raiders, I mean, if you told me Denver wasn't going to make the playoffs now, after that loss to Tennessee yesterday, after losing to um, Kansas City in overtime, week before that, I... If you told me Denver wasn't going to make the playoffs, even though they were in right now, I'd tell you, I wouldn't be shocked if Denver misses out based on what's happened to them the last couple weeks and what could happen to them uh, the last three weeks of the regular season. So that's what we got. If the playoffs began today, the six-seed Denver Broncos would be going to the three-seed Steelers in Pittsburgh, and the five-seed Oakland Raiders would be going to Houston to take on the Texans. But that could very well be Oakland going to Tennessee if Tennessee keeps it up. 
obviously could have some changes based on what happens in the Monday night football game. But uh, I think the Patriots are going to win tonight. I, I think they'll win a close one. That doesn't mean I'd overlook Baltimore. I still feel the same way about the Ravens. I think that if they get in, they will be the most dangerous playoff opponent for the Patriots. I honestly believe that. People who are scared of Pittsburgh right now, I don't know. Watch them play defense. I'm not scared of Pittsburgh's D at all whatsoever. Um, and, yeah, you might say, well, Le'Veon Bell, but, all right, Le'Veon Bell, is he going to run like that against everybody else in the league? I just don't think he's going to. I mean, he's a nice nice player. Uh, a, you know, he's a superstar in this league, Le'Veon Bell. And if you have him in fantasy football like I do, you know that. He can put up the superstar numbers. But we've known that Le'Veon Bell's been on this team for a long time. So don't look at that performance yesterday and all of a sudden go, oh, you know what? Do you see Le'Veon Bell? They're a favorite to win the AFC. No. What, you forgot about Le'Veon Bell the last five weeks? Where were you then? You you weren't saying that about the Steelers then. What's changed with Le'Veon Bell? He's still a dynamic superstar runner. He was a dynamic superstar runner in this league three weeks ago but you weren't telling me they were a favorite to win the AFC then. So don't give it to me now just because he had a huge game against Buffalo in the snow yesterday. Don't give me that now. But uh, Pittsburgh would be in if the playoffs began today. So that's a look at the playoff picture. Obviously, it could change based on what happens tonight, but I do expect the Patriots to win on Monday Night Football, and that would set us up uh, for a Week 15 matchup in Denver against the Broncos team that now isn't really looking like that crazy of a game to win, even though it's in Denver. If you saw Trevor Simeon, I think the story of that is put a little pressure on him, and he is not going to know what's going on around him. That kid has zero pocket presence. That's what jumped out to me yesterday in the National Football League. So three and two of my picks. Uh, now 30, 36, and four through 14 weeks in the NFL season. And I'll keep my eye on Deflategate too. I will. And if anything comes of it, I'll let you know. But it's just insane that this thing is being ignored. The way it's being ignored, that this thing has been swept under the rug as quickly as it's been swept under the rug. I mean, they didn't even want to entertain an investigation. The NFL didn't even entertain an investigation. And from everything we heard from Jay Glazer, who's in the know, something the, the, the footballs were under the proper PSI levels. And based on the way everybody handled it the last time, I don't know why you would just completely ignore it this time. And don't give me that, oh, everybody's learned their lesson. That's not the case. If everybody learned their lesson, people would be speaking out on ESPN saying the, the four-game suspension is bogus, and the league would even be speaking out, and they would have not even had Tom Brady serve the suspension. But that didn't happen. So this isn't a league saying we did it wrong previously. This is the league saying, uh, you know what, we wanted to get the Patriots, and that's that. That's what they're saying. And, and, and for people that don't want to make that a story, today, national headlines, that's a story. That's the story you should be running with. But they don't even want to do that. So I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. And any other news that breaks on Deflategate 2, I am going to bring it to you. All right? And I'm going to react to it. So I'm here twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. Uh, special thanks to Brandon Wahlberg, even though I didn't really let him say anything. <laughs> Uh, that's what he gets for not giving me tickets to Patriots Day. Nothing. Pete, we got nothing from him. I thought we would get I, I thought he was coming in with like premier tickets. We at least gotta get some Celtic tickets. Gotta get Celtic. No, he's yeah. out there t- telling me how Oh, he's gotta sell them all the time. He's gonna sell them. No freebies? Yeah. Fuck it. Are you rooting against me for fantasy football? Oh yeah. Tonight? Yes, absolutely. I for have... people that did this is you wanna talk about wacky. I've vested and I don't, interest. I'm not gonna I'm not going to get into my team. I told her the situation. I need Brady to have more than 17 points, and I win. But Pete was in the league, didn't make the playoffs. Um, you think this is wacky? Good. This go is ahead. wacky. Oh, good, good. And he puts money. Pete has invested in another kid in the league, in the playoffs, who had a first round buy. How much did you pay him? I gave him 100 bucks. You gave him 100 bucks? I gave him 100 bucks. Pretty much his money back for the league. Okay. And this was the deal that I said. I said, What's I, would the give deal? You, I would give you money back. I'd give you an extra $50 if you got a first round buy. Mm-hmm. And then we split any winnings 70 30. 
So I gave, I gave him some options. That's insane. That's not insane. That's insane. You put he, money. You, you have taken gambling to a new level. <laughs> You've put money. This is intelligent. On another kid. It's like playing blackjack. He you has, know when you're playing blackjack and you're sitting there and somebody comes over and they put a couple you, chips on your on your seat? I'm like, what are you doing? Why, are you, why don't you just get in and play the game instead of betting on the person who is playing? You're that guy. You gotta, You're the guy that looks over yeah, my shoulder at a blackjack table and puts money on me. Riding the hot hand. He's got a hot team. I wouldn't even do that if I were him because that would terrible. all of a sudden make me nervous. Well, he got a first round bye. He's in first place. And, well, he better hope so Brady has a bad game tonight. He better hope the yeah, Patriots so are run heavy tonight. We're rooting for you to lose because you have one of the better teams. It's insane. You gambled on a fantasy football player in our league because you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, wait till it's over. All right. Which reminds me. Which is a, this is an awful segue. But I'm going to go with it anyways. Uh, the holidays are here. So don't forget to get your holiday shopping done early by giving the gift of Foldy's sunglasses. Sunglasses that you can fold up and throw in your pocket. Go to Foldies.com right now and use the promo code Danny, that's D-A-N-N-Y, to get 25% off. Free shipping on all U.S. orders and a two-year warranty on all orders. Again, get 25% off with the promo code Danny, that's D-A-N-N-Y, at Foldies.com. Foldies! The best holiday gift you could buy for anyone right now. Uh, sunglasses, again, that fold up in your pocket. Pete wears them every single show. And what Pete also does, since he's out of the fantasy football playoffs and outside of betting on other fantasy football players who are in the fantasy football playoffs, he plays DraftKings. And uh, the first time he did it, Pete, you used my promo code, right? Pick P-I-C to play for free. Absolutely. And just to answer the question that people have for me, they say, well, if, if I use your promo code... And it's free. Can I still win money? Of course you can win money. It's just, it, it goes into the system as if you paid. Only since you use my promo code, you get a free game. You could win a million with my promo code and not have to spend anything. Okay? It's a free game by using my promo code at DraftKings.com. And the promo code is PIC. P-I-C. Because at DraftKings, every week is a brand new season. So you can play in week 15 even if you didn't make your fantasy football playoffs um i will react to what brady does tonight and i'll let you know if i'm still in my fantasy football playoffs next week patriots they'll beat the ravens tonight i think it'll be could be a three point three point win it's going to be close ravens are a good team i think we'll find that out tonight at gillette stadium i'm here monday and friday follow me on twitter facebook instagram all forms of social media get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com also on itunes stitcher tune in Anywhere. Podcasts are available. Google Play is a big one, too, for those who don't have an iPhone. But if you have an iPhone, the show's obviously on iTunes. Special thanks to Brandon Wahlberg. Pete, nice job behind the board. I'm out. Talk to you later this week.